everyone. Welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast. A very happy new year to you all. 2023 promises to be as memorable, we hope, as 2022. And we very much start as we mean to go on. The tipping supremos join me and it's Tom Collins who got the new year off to a flyer with some spot on selections from last week's podcast. And I have to say, I have to eat my words, I couldn't see Hermes Alain in the Chalo hurdle, especially in that ground, which was looked bottomless by the time they got to the Chalo. But he was in another parish to the rest. And at a price of 11 to 8, that looked extremely generous considering the performance TC. Well done. How impressed were you? Thank you. Yeah, no, I was really impressed. I thought it was a good performance turning in. Well, let's go back to the start of the race. That He didn't get to lead. Now, we all thought he was going to be taken on up front. Harry Cobden wanted to go forward and dominate the race like he did in his two previous starts under rules. But he didn't get the lead. He instead took a, took a lead in second. It was ideal. The race position was ideal. He was never in a bad position. But when he took it up turning in, uh, Harry Skelton's charge, Vicky Vale, faded out of the back of the TV. He just went clear in fourth gear, didn't he? He never really went into fifth or sixth gear. I think we haven't seen the best of Hermes, Alain. And he posted an RPR of 152 in that race. Now, to win a Ballymore, you need to post around 156, 158. So he's got four to six pounds to find to be an average winner of the Ballymore. I think that's perfectly doable. But at the same time, different track, different conditions, different opposition. He's not at the top of my list, but he's definitely a Ballymore player going forward. Yeah, certainly. And look, um, as we know, Paul Nichols has uh, been a big uh, supporter of this race and it's uh, turned out well for him. He obviously had Brave Man's game um, a couple of years ago at Stage Star last year. Didn't turn into Cheltenham Horses themselves, but did, you know, at least we know Brave Man's game has turned into a, a serious chaser. Uh, so I think their horse, he's, this is always a kind of a horse that's going to go on. They're not just going to be good novices. So um, definitely Hermes Alain is uh, right at the top of the pecking order in terms of uh, novices um, over here in the UK. Um, so um, a pleasing performance. But you wear it well, Ross, who was your tip, 25 to 1. Ran a cracker to finish second, I thought. And uh, she stayed on strongly. Jer- trainer Jamie Snowden suggested that perhaps that Albert Bartlett might be next for her. Don't think you'll be getting 25 to 1 for whatever race she might end up in in the meantime. They might run her again. But she's a, she's a likeable type, isn't she? She is. And and it'll be interesting to see what she does next because I think the rest of them you can kind of forget. I mean, I think a couple. Thomas Moore was the other one I put up by Dylan Thomas. Perhaps he'd be better on uh, better ground. But the rest of them didn't look like much. So she's the key to it, really. We'll wait to see her run, see what she can do. And that will give us a good idea as to just how good Hermes Allen is. Because the handicapper didn't seem overly impressed. 149, I think, time form were 144. Um, I thought he was impressive. Uh, and jumping, his jumping is slick, and that will stand you to good stead time and time again. If he jumps like that at the Cheltenham Festival, he'll mm. cause a lot of good horses problems. Yeah, and it was a day where there were quite a lot of shocks. You know, Jet Powered really didn't deliver. Don't know if it was the ground. There were some big double-figure prices, but it's always good when you see a horse win like that, if, even if the conditions weren't exactly what he wanted. And he's and the fact, as TC was saying, didn't get that lead. So I think he did it despite it not being ideal for him. So, yeah, only time will tell how good Hermes Allen, but it, at the moment, he's a grade one novice. And uh, the grade ones for the novices is what we're going to look at next. Um, and we're going to... Um, 
um, pick up with the grade one action at Sandown this weekend. Sadly, no Lucia, who was looking to give uh, Nikki Henderson back-to-back victories. Obviously, we saw last year Constitution Hill um, absolutely bolt up and prove himself to be a real, real force of nature. And likely we will see an animal of that quality. But we have... At the top of the market, quite evenly matched types. Authorised speed, 7-4 joint favourite with Tamaris. Uh, Arctic Brazil over from Ireland for Henry de Bromhead. Rachel Blackmore um, on board is 7-2. And then a bit of a gap for the rest. The Mean Lion, 14-1. Colonel Harry, 20s along with Scarface. You can tango 25-1 as is Lastra Boy. Blow your wad, 33s. And Joe Dancer 50-1. So yeah, sadly we don't have the Philly de Cheer who added a little bit of spice into it. But... TC, Authorised Speed, Tamaris, Arctic, Brazil, as the betting suggests, all quite close up there. Uh, they set quite a nice standard, I thought. Obviously, we'll start with Authorised Speed, which is getting quite a lot of attention. You know, Gary Moore, Jamie Moore um, has got good form figures behind him, the two ones. But I don't really feel like that explains everything because we clearly have a horse with a lot of ability, but the jumping definitely needs to improve. Yeah, 100%. Um, when I was looking at this race, firstly, I looked at the trends. And as you've touched on, there's been some really good winners of this race uh, in the last 10 years. Constitution Hill obviously being number one. We won't see anything like him and we probably won't see anything like him for a number of years to come because he's just an exception, an anomaly, a frankel of the jumps. But six of the last eight jollies have won this race and they include the likes of York Hill, Fiddler on the Roof and Constitution Hill, as well as many others. Lammy Surge is in there as well. So you tend to have good horses running in the Tollworth. And I think we do have good horses this year. You've already touched on a couple of them. Arctic Brazil made a good debut under rules, beating Mercury, who I think is probably just a chaser in the making. I actually put Mer- Mercury down last year as a horse to follow going into this season. But I think I was probably a bit uh, presumptuous that he would immediately make up into a top horse, whereas I think he probably needs time now after seeing him in that novice hurdle against Arctic Brazil. But the fact that Henry de Bromhead's bringing him over is interesting. Tamuris has got good form, but I think he's probably a stayer in the making. I think two and a half miles at least is going to be his minimum trip in time and this could be a little bit on the sharp side for him i just think authorized speed just just stands out like a sore thumb in this race now i know it's boring a favorite again after putting up hermes allen last week in the cello but at the same time they have similar kind of factors as to why you want to be putting them up not only has authorized speed got course form he's got the best form in the race he was fifth in the champion bumper last year uh, last year behind facile vega let's not forget he was the first british horse home in that race and it was on heavy testing ground you could barely see the track so the the forecast rain this week um, in isha and also the already soft ground is just going to play to his favor yes his jumping is a question mark but i think that's his only negative in this race because he hasn't beaten much this year but what he's done is win very impressively on both occasions first time up at lingfield he smashed broadway boy who's won subsequently last time up he beat a horse called immortal who we'd never seen before for nicky henderson we don't know how good that race was, but he couldn't have been more impressive, especially because he made a hash of the last hurdle. It was a horrific mistake, but he still managed to refine his stride and pick up up the hill, which I thought was very impressive. So he had loads left in the tank and he won decisively anyway by six and a bit length. So I think he was really impressive. His downside is the jumping, but mm. providing he can get from A to B, I think he's by far the horse to be over this kind of trip. Yeah, I think, look, there's plenty going for him, hence why the price he is what he is. But do you look at a couple of the others? Obviously, this is the, the strongest race that he's going to have faced. Um, between Arctic Brazil and, and Tamaris, obviously, as we said, quite evenly matched betting perspective. Who do you think out of, theirs would be the, out of those would be the nearest danger to him? 
Well, I think it's probably Arctic Brazil, which is interesting, given I know your, your, both of your selections for this race. Um, purely because I think Arctic Brazil is more of a two-miler uh, than the other two. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with him uh, on his uh, novice hurdling debut. At the same time, he needs to take a big step forward on RPRs and official ratings to suggest that he's anywhere near capable of putting up to authorised speed. But the reason why I think he's the biggest danger is because Tamiris, as I've already touched on, I think it's two and a half miler. I think Colonel Harry's only going to improve for distance as well. And there are others in here at the same time that I think are just going to be three milers in the future. So right at this stage, authorised speed is definitely the horse for this race, whereas others, this could be a stepping stone to bigger and better targets in the future. Yeah, it is interesting. Authorised speed obviously won over that two mile three and a bit furlong distance on his penultimate start, then bought Bracken trip because they clearly think that he does have the speed which is in his name. Um, and I imagine a lot of these horses have got op- would have had options over a bit further. Uh, Paul Nichols wants to naturally keep his horses apart. Um, he obviously sought with um, his Alan keep the Tamaris apart from that, apart from him. So keep him at this minimum trip at, at the moment. Um, okay, all three speeds for Tom. Ross, as we've touched on, look, there's the three obvious ones at the top, which uh, they come from the right yards for this kind of race. And Arctic Brazil coming over from Ireland is a great thing. I haven't seen many Irish horses in this field for quite some time. He's a strong traveller. And I know you like your breeding. Being by Blue Brazil, who we have talked about throughout the course of the last year or so since uh, Constitution Hill came on the scene. But fascinatingly, he's out of that King's Theatre mare, which is akin to the Constitution Hill cross. Um, and they've done really well, that cross. So the five runners I could find, four are winners, three are unbeaten under rules, including this guy, Arctic Brazil. But he doesn't have a huge amount of race course experience, does he? And uh, he, I don't know, bringing him over, is it because Henry de Bromov wants to avoid some of the options over in Ireland? That's some of the stronger types. Is that... Does that make you kind of feel, because it make me feel that potentially he's not as, as best, the best, the better one in his yard? Yeah, that, that's exactly how I've, how I've looked at it. Because if he wants soft ground uh, hurdles, Ireland is the place you mm. want to be. You don't need to send them over here. I think he's looking at this as a slightly weaker option. I thought it was very notable after his win that he said he's a big raw baby. And he did look like a big raw baby. I think he's going to be a lovely horse in time. Um, I thought Mercury folded very tamely. I didn't like his head carriage. So I don't put a whole lot of weight behind that form. And on that basis alone, I've taken him on. Again, when you consider Henry de Bromhead is just 10% in the last two weeks. They're not just quite firing yet. And travelling him across, that was enough to put me off. I, I completely get where TC's coming from. I, I really like authorised speed. I tipped him last year for a bumper. He's a horse I followed. He's going to love the ground. He's going to have to jump better. Um, but I think Tamuris is a decent horse and he went on the soft at Haydock. Whether that's going to translate to going on heavy ground at Sandown, I'm not sure. But I found it very difficult to pick between the two of them. Um, authorised speed, we should just say that, that Godot that finished 19 lengths third last time uh, was well beaten 30 lengths off a mark of 103 um, at hunting over Christmas just tempered my enthusiasm a bit so in a situation where I'm struggling between the two at the top of the market my attitude is to see if I can find someone to finish third and maybe second or maybe win if the, the those at the head of the market perhaps underperform a little bit so I've come down with two the first is Lashra Boy from Evan Williams Yard who finished in front of Tamuras in a Foss last bumper um, I wouldn't normally put a huge amount of weight on that except for the fact it's an Evan Williams trained bumper winner 
He's 9% in his lifetime bumper winners. I think 5% in the last two years. Uh, when you compare that to Paul Nichols, who's 24%, they went off 7-2 to two and Lashley Boy was 25-1. to one. He clearly wasn't tuned up for that um, and got the better of Tamuras, who you would imagine was fairly ready because Paul Nichols often has his ready for the bumpers. Um, he then won a good novice hurdle on soft ground at Foss Lass, travelled really powerfully um, to be in its star four lengths. It would have been much more than that, but he did make a, a fairly bad mistake at the last hurdle, sort of lost his legs and momentum and had to be, be picked up. Um, I thought that was an impressive piece of form. I loved how he travelled and jumped through the race. I just thought 25 to 1 was just far too big, given that we just don't know how good he is. And he looks like he'll handle soft ground. Um, and then if I like Lastra Boy, um, I have to like Colonel Harry. Now, I'll try and explain this, but it's a little bit like that old riddle of the fox, the chicken and the bag of corn, getting them across the river. So uh, bear with me. Uh, Inadit Star, who Lastra Boy beat four lengths, um, Finished third on his next start, back at Foss Lass, uh, beaten four lengths by a horse called Uncle Bert. Uh, now, Uncle Bert, in his previous run at Sandown, was beaten seven lengths behind Colonel Harry. So, that, so there's the link. And Colonel Harry, I think Sandown form is really important. He's proven he'll go on. I mean, it was desperate ground at Sandown that day. Um, jumped out, made all, jumped really well, and just cleared away. Now, what the form is worth, time will tell. Um, very few out that race have run, but he did it very, very easily. Gavin Sheehan was very confident on him. Um, I think he's a smart horse. His 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 point-to-point form doesn't read all that badly. He was going to f- uh, win his first point-to-point and fell. The horse that was seven lengths behind him at the last is now rated at something like 125. Um, I think he's clearly got a bit of an engine. Jamie Snowden and Gavin Sheehan are absolutely flying. They're both around about the 25% mark um, over the last fortnight. Uh, he is, again, around about 20, 25 to 1. Um, so my tactic is to split my stakes between the two of them each way. Hope that maybe mm-hmm. Tamuras are authorised speed underperform or preferably both. And uh, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Yeah, we have seen some shocks over the last few days, um, over the last week or so. And you, you've got to respect the fact that these horses, they're all coming into this with wins under their name. And it's just whether that they can improve for this grade in a better quality race. Sometimes it can bring out the best of them. Last year, boy, 25 to 1. And it's unusual to see Evan Williams with this kind of style of horse. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck to them to see if it, he can uh, bid it in this grade. Colonel Harry, we have him at 20 to 1. Um, I'm going to sort of close up the circle a little bit because we've talked about Fair few of these, um, I think, absolutely fair enough. Authorised speed and all the justifications that Tom's given. Tamaris is my selection. Um, I feel like he might go off shorter than what he is at 7-4. to four. Um, Authorised speed clearly has all, a lot going for him. He's got that Sandown form. He's got this nice profile. I think everyone is a big supporter of Gary Moore at Sandown. But I've been so impressed with Paul Nichols's novices this season. Um, in general, they're so well-schooled. They jump better than majority of their rivals. And this lad just did that at Chepstow and then again at Haydock. It was quite interesting to rewatch it back because he got caught a little bit flat-footed. He had to be shaken up by Harry Cobden, who does really get the best out of these kind of younger horses, um, really educates them in their in their racing. And then he came back on the bridle and he just suddenly came alive. And I think that raw ability is clearly there. Paul Nichols said after that, 
Um, that was Betfair Chase Day, that um, this is one of his better novices. We know how good they are. Um, and the form is all right as well. I think it was third place horse Snake Roll that went on, um, came out of this race and absolutely bolted up next time out. So those elements are adding up for me. Um, so as much as I liked Arctic Brazil and the way that he sort of skipped clear on his final hurdle at Cork and he just showed himself to be quite slick um, and, and did have that that sort of that speed that you want to see for this kind of race. I think he lacks the the experience. Um, and I just, yeah, I do I do think that when you read that Henry de Bromhead was thinking about the Moscow flight at Punchestown and then decided to bring him here instead, it just, as we've mentioned, makes me think that maybe he wants to avoid certain types over in Ireland. So that is the grade one um, Tollworth hurdle. Keep an eye on the rain. Uh, that might bring out um, a need for stamina. It's soft ground at the moment at Sandown um, and likely to, to get worse. We saw it in a, an absolute um, mud bath last year and it's always like that um, at this kind of at this time of the year. Um, okay, so that's a look at those. Um, right, we've got plenty of other racing over the course of this weekend. Um, our naps last last week were just brilliant to close out the uh, close out the year. TC's nap, Mayfair Gold delivered at six to four. And his next best, Katate Dory, how he was beaten. I can see TC shaking his head. He's he's still getting night terrors about that. We will leave that to one side. Um, but uh, your New Year's Day handicap selections were both placed. Stolen Silver was second at 11 to one. Il Rodoto, I know you love that whole fourth, not good enough, but still was a place selection at eight to one. Um, so we'll start with you first for your nap in your next best, please. Oh, before we go into that, I'm still gutted about Katate Dory. I know I shouldn't be greedy. <laughs> Had a couple of winners last week. It was good, but God, I couldn't sleep that night. How did that horse get beat? It was unbelievable. Anyway, right. Now, uh, we're going to Kempton for the nap and the next best, actually, because um, I actually heading to Kempton on Saturday evening. So I thought I'll stick there. The nap is going to be Nails Murphy in the seven o'clock at Kempton. It's a 10K class four novice event. We don't know much about many of the runners. There are a couple of first time starters in there. One for Archie Watson and one for Andrew Balding. Both look reasonably well bred. Um, and also well connected. So, you know, hopefully they don't spoil the party. But of the horses that have run, I think plenty of punters are going to latch onto a horse called Chawton Lane, who was ridden by Jamie Spencer first time up at Newcastle, won on debut, didn't come off the bridle, a typical Jamie Spencer ride. But he beat horses rated 67 and 61. And I think people are going to look at that performance, the visual aspect of that performance, and think he should be winning again. And that could hold the price for Nails Murphy, who made a fantastic start to life at Chelmsford in a novice event, sent off at 16 to 1 for Richard Hughes, who's not known for first time out winners, in a race full of horses that on paper looked like they were going to be potentially useful. The favourite in that race was Ottoman Empire, trained by Samart Prescott, who won first time up at a huge price and did it very impressively. I thought he was going to win again, but no, Nails Murphy loomed large, travelled powerfully around the outside and really picked up on the long straight at Chelmsford and drew clear of Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Prince, sorry. It was a really impressive performance. And I think with that experience under his belt, 60 days layoff just to freshen him up, you know, physically and mentally mature from that first time effort. I think Nails Murphy is, is a good thing uh, in the seven o'clock at Kempton. We'll move on to the, the next best, which is Sun King in eight o'clock at Kempton, trained by George Bowie. George Bowie's just done brilliantly well in his career so far. Still a young and up and coming uh, trainer, but he's improving all the time and posting really good statistics. And it's interesting that he's getting these big ownerships uh, in the door and getting these new horses. And the fact that he's got this opulence thoroughbred trainee called Sun King in his yard now 
suggests that he's going to get a plenty more shrewd operations coming in. Opulent Starbreds, you might know them for their horses with Stuart Williams. Generally, they're really well backed. So expect there to be some money for Sun King. And if there isn't, then maybe that's a negative going into the race. However, this horse has only made uh, seven starts, all for Aidan O'Brien. He was purchased for 120K last July at the horse in training sale. With Aidan O'Brien, he was progressing into a nice individual. It looked like he was really green and fresh early in his career, but then he was stepped up in trip. Aidan put him in some deep uh, waters, but he actually ran really respectively, including in the Golden Gates handicap at Royal Ascot, where he finished third to miss the cut. Interestingly trained by George Bowie. George Bowie may have had an eye on that horse, uh, Sun King, mm. back in the field, finishing really well down the outside and think, you know what, this horse has a, has a future off the mark of 90. The handicap has dropped him a pound down to 89. Now, he is coming back off a long layoff, so you have to take fitness uh, as, as trust. But at the same time, this horse is so well handicapped, that even if he's 80% fit, I think he's going to run a, a great race. He's drawn well in gate four. Maybe the series final of this event will be uh, the, the target for the winter. But even first time up, I think Sun King is going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, gelded since uh, joining um, George Bowie and down and trip again as well. Yeah, intriguing. Good racing at Kempton, isn't there on Saturday night? You'll be enjoying it, um, I am sure. And a couple of selections you hope to, to add after um, after what goes on at Sandown. So that is um, TC's Napa Next Best. We hope he's going to build on a great start to the new year. Um, Ross, what have you found for us? Well, I, f- I found plenty. It's one of those rare weekends where there was a good few I liked but uh, the two I've come down on the nap uh, three o'clock the veterans chase um, I love these races you know perhaps not always a betting medium but I think it's just great to see these old horses out and largely this is made up of horses whose best chance of winning a race has been in veterans handicaps uh, I don't think that applies to Snow Leopardess she's been dropped four pound for three poor runs two of those are entry over the big fence in the last year's Grand National this year's Beach Chase on good to soft ground um it's just no good to her she's just cannot act on that ground um and then in between though she had that run at warwick where she slipped going into the first made an absolute horlicks of it aiden coleman lost his eye in and and decided that uh, that was enough and, and and pulled her up um so she's yet to show that she's lost her form prior to that she'd won three times from three on soft ground including absolutely sluicing up in a, a mayor's listed chase at exeter um down now to this mark, I think she's still got plenty of mileage left in her. I think this is tailor-made for her. She'll go from the front, and I think she'll jump them silly, and uh, I'd be disappointed if she didn't win this. And then the next best is in the 150 at Sandown. Again, on a sort of ground angle, Frero Bamboo from the Venetia Williams yard. He's just been outpaced the last twice at Ascot. He travels nicely, and as they turn in and quicken it up on on good ground, and we know that Ascot is probably riding a bit quicker than good at times. Um, I think, you know, he's just, he just got outpaced. I had him sort of penciled in for a step up in trip. They've come back here um, on soft ground, down now just six pound above his last winning mark, which came on heavy ground at Lingfield which is a pound below his third place uh, in the Grand Annual, also on heavy ground at, at Cheltenham. I think ground is the key to him. Mark of 140 on soft ground. Charlie Deutsch, who's one of my favourites doing the steering, I think uh, he's got conditions to suit and is well-weighted. Okay, um, nice selections. Not bad prices, it sounds. Snow Leopardess, 6 to 1. Vero Bamboo, 8 to 1. For you there, Ross, and what is, yeah, I thought it was a good competitive day's racing. Um, good field sizes. Again, I think we should be lobbying for a two-week break in uh, the end of November or whenever it was, beginning of December every year. 
because it's just created better racing and we can all have a little holiday. Um, but it's definitely um, a good weekend um, at Sandown, at Wincanton, where I'll be presenting and uh, and Kempton as well. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the action as well. I'm going to take on Ross with my, with my uh, nap selection. Um, Grey Diamond for Sam Thomas. Now, Sam Thomas won't be TC's best friend at the moment. He keeps getting his horses just beaten. They are, he's got so many twos to his name, um, but he's got some seriously likeable horses, and Grey Diamond really is one of them. I thought he ran a good race on uh, seasonal reappearance at Cheltenham when he was third to Amarillo Sky, and just behind Fugitive. And we know what he's gone on and done. Absolutely bolted up um, next time out and looks like a, a real force to be reckoned with for the rest of the season. Grey Diamond is returning to Sandown, a track he loves. Um, he won there um, as a novice and he's, uh, yeah, he's, he just jumps, he jumps the track very well. And I like his profile for this race coming back, um, coming back to Sandown. He is um, quite a high mark now of 133, but he's performed well at uh, at this level. Um, it's a really decent race, but I hope that Grey, Grey Diamond can get his head in front for Sam Thomas, who's just, his horses are running well without winning, um, which is always frustrating for a yard that um, we've all been following and we all respect and rate highly. Um, so that's my um, nap and my next best, which could have been a nap as well, because I think it's going to be a short price, um, is at Kempton in the 5.30 star mood. I saw him run first time out um, at this track um, for uh, when it was Charlie and Mark Johnson um, back in December and was second at a big prize, 22 to 1 to Hadrianus, um, one of his uh, stable companions. He had Fox Vision just behind him. He reopposes this time. I think he was he really caught my eye as a physical. He's by see the stars. He's just had a real lovely presence to him. He's one of these um, middle distance types that Charlie Johnson now has got to look forward to to go to war with uh, the rest of the season. And I think he should win this race stepping up and trip to one mile four furlongs. So um, that's for you, TC, to take for your beginning up your day um, at your evening at Kempton. Um, so we hope that that's a, a good night there with Star Mood. So yeah, good um, selections. Let's hope we can continue on a similar vein that we started in. Um, we are going to have the opportunity now to have the Stata Tap from TC. We've missed this. Too much racing. But I feel like there's oh, no, something the brewing. <laughs> It's the first one of the year, and you know, it's not going to be an interesting one from a punting perspective, but I think it's a horse that we need to mention on the podcast. Now, this week's stat revolves around Bo Zenith, who runs in the 12.05 at Sandown, a juvenile hurdle on Saturday. A horse that I'm really excited to, to watch, because if you look back at that French uh, form where he won first time up, now I'm no French connoisseur, Ross is definitely more uh, knowledgeable in that department than myself, but the runner-up, Blood Destiny, subsequently moved to Willie Mullins and bolted up on Irish debut. The third has won a listed race in France. The fifth has won since. The seventh has won since. The form looks great. He did it really impressively to, uh, to the eye as well, really quick and clear in the closing stages. He could be the horse to challenge Lossy Mouth in the Triumph Hurdle betting, but he's going to be a very short price. However, this is Stat Attack, so it's not just talking about a horse I'm excited to see. The Stat Attack revolves around his trainer, Gary Moore, and this race, the 12.05 at Sandown. In the last 10 years, Gary Moore has targeted this race with his best juvenile hurdle. Not only hurdler, sorry, not only has he won it three times, including for the last two years, but he's also had two runners-up and a third-place finish in that time frame. He always runs a good horse here. Yes, it's not the deepest um, of race year on year, but at the same time, never look past Gary Moore's runner. So hopefully, and he should, extend that record come some, uh, Saturday, and we could see a Cheltenham Festival prospect on the line. But also, to you guys at home, if you have a stat attack, then please feel free to fire it in the YouTube comments if you're watching on YouTube because you know I love a stat. 
You definitely do. We love that as well. Both Zenith around about 20 to 1 already uh, for the Triumph Hurdle. And uh, yeah, we just love seeing Gary Moore having winners at Sandown. Um, and I'm sure that you'll like to see this to begin his day with Authorized Speak coming a bit later, your selection for the Tollworth. Okay, we love that. Um, TC Stats Attack is back for 2023. And yeah, definitely get in touch if there's anything that you want to hear more about, um, especially over looking ahead for the rest of the season. Um, we are here at your beck and call. Um, so that's it. For our first episode of 2023, a reminder that new SBK customers can get £30 in free bets by betting £10. T's and C's always apply. Um, we're really enjoying seeing our numbers um, improving and lots of people enjoying the podcast. Make sure that you subscribe so um, you can be reminded every week when a new podcast is out. Um, you can listen to us on whatever podcast channel you use, but you can also watch our pretty faces on the YouTube channel. Um, there's plenty of other content there as well as SBK ambassador content and exclusive stable tours to enjoy. So that's it. Um, I hope we've given you a couple of winners. Enjoy the racing. Thanks Ross and thanks to Tom and we'll see you next week.